It is Thursday, July 30th, 2020. Um, don't really know how to start the show today. I mean, uh, I have things to talk about, but nothing witty and entertaining to mention in the, uh, in the open. Wait, demon sperm! That and more, episode 25, Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? Let's fucking go. Woo. Man. That, um, the open just fires me up every single time. Uh, that music, man, that was, um, uh, you know, publicly licensable music that I purchased. It was a much longer bit. Uh, and you're able to like break it up and whatnot, which is how I got the the open and the close and uh, fifty bucks well spent. I must say, it's pretty awesome. Anyways, uh, how's it going? Happy Thursday to my uh, three listeners. Hope you guys are doing well, gals, guys, whoever. Probably guys, uh, unless you're my wife, you probably have a penis. Um, so. Guys works. Um, yeah, what's going on? Hell of a morning thus far. It is currently, as I'm recording this, quarter till 11 in the a.m. So, mentioned last couple of shows, I've been feeling kind of lousy. So, my wife, uh, you know, she, she pleaded with me. She said, you know, you should go to the doctor. It's been a while. Basically, the way I'm feeling is I, I most of the time I felt like I've had a hangover, constant hangover for like probably like a week and a half now. So I called the doctor, make an appointment. So I you know, call, hey, um, want to make a wellness appointment. You're not feeling well. I'd like to come in and see the doctor. Um, told her what was going on. She's like, oh, boy, it sounds like sounds like you need a, a covid test. Like What? No. So then I said, okay, well, are you doing this for everybody that just isn't feeling well? Well, yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. So she gives me the number for the place. I call up, go through the whole spiel to set up an appointment for this morning. And honestly, it probably took, you know, between being on hold and talking to the woman, who was very nice, very pleasant. Um, I'd say about a half hour on the phone. Set it up for this morning. Uh, Drive-through testing. So it was uh, keep your windows up, keep your license on the dashboard, keep your mask on, blah, blah, blah. I was probably there total maybe 10 minutes. And it wasn't the the, uh, the jam, the Q-tips in the nose. It was a throat swab, almost like a, like a strep test. So, 
painfully simple. Um, but yeah, so, you know, can't see the doctor until I actually hear back on this thing. Um, seven to 10 days for results. Can't say I'm happy with that, you know, seven to 10 days. And if you don't have it, they just send you an email. If you have it, you get a call. You know, the NBA, the NHL, MLB, they can turn these tests around in like fucking 20 minutes. Regular people, fuck you. You got to wait a week to find out if you have this fucking horrific virus. But I most likely don't have it based on the conversation I had with the woman yesterday. My symptoms don't really match up with that. But as we've learned with this thing, nobody fucking knows. It's a wild card. Who knows? Uh, I don't feel like horrible. So if I do have it, it's a very mild case. Uh, if I do have it, well, that fucking blows. It sucks. But what can you do? I don't know where I could have got it from. That's the other problem. Where could I have fucking got it? No clue. But I don't think I have it, so I'm not really overly concerned. Just waiting this out. Go to the doctor, find out what's really going on, if anything. Or if I'm just fucking disgustingly fat. So. Anywho. Uh, in other words, the... House we put an offering on uh, that came back uh, Tuesday, Tuesday. Good to go. Got the house. Very excited. So we'll be moving the broadcast palace here in a few months. Uh, very excited. My wife is very happy, so I'm very happy. Uh, it's a nice house. Looking forward to it. Tons of room, tons of space. Honestly, probably a bit too much room if we want to be um, blunt, but that's a good thing. It's a good problem to have too much room, you know? So looking forward to that. That should be good. Um, yeah, it really doesn't mean much to you, though, does it? Probably not. Who knows? Um, but yeah, what else is going on? Well, not much. Uh, big weekend, mainly because sports are back. Big, big sports weekend. And my mother is texting me. What is, what's going on? Oh, boy, man. Jeez. All right. Well, I love my mother dearly. It's not, a, this is not a bad text. This is good. She loves to complain about the president. So it's very, she calls him numb nuts, which just cracks me up every time she sends it. Um, but yeah, big sports weekend. So hockey and basketball start up. Looking forward to that. Uh, the Bruins and the Celtics. You can't ask for much more, you know. Uh, when you haven't had sports in this town for four months, and, and those two teams come back and they're doing, you know, they were doing very well, and now they are, you know, the top tier in terms of uh, favorites to win the whole thing. So it'd be great. It, it honestly think about it. If you win, I mean you're excited, obviously. But boy, I've and I've talked about this before. What what you can't have a parade. Can't have one. Nor would I expect one. Nor should anybody else really. 
but um yeah very interesting how that would be how that would be handled uh you know if they did like a fucking zoom uh, a zoom thing where everyone's in a room and here's all your players talking about shit that'd be boring as fuck nobody wants that gross but uh with the return of sports means the return of gambling and i talked about this on the last show um i've spent the last uh, few days betting against the red Sox and doing okay although last night they did win so i i lost that bet but i've you know i've been pretty sharp and pretty smart about it um I made a bet last night for uh, Jacob DeGrom less than two and a half runs in the first five innings, and he only gave up two. So that was a win. Good stuff. Although I did bet the Mets to be up after five and lost that one, so it was kind of a wash. But looking forward to betting against the Red Sox uh, for the remainder of the season because uh, they are fucking terrible. And great, look, they won yesterday, but... Honestly, it was only because if Aldi goes out, gives them five good innings, only gives up two runs. They haven't had that. They've won two games so far. Both are, are of Aldi starts, and only because he's gone out and given them five innings of decent pitching. Or six innings in the first game, but who gives a fuck? But that's all he's going to give him. Not going to give him any more than six. If you get six out of the guy, you're doing well. But then the... Uh, you know, the parade of, of shit comes after that. So um, for all you gamblers, bet against them and bet against them heavy. Because if this team wins fucking 25 games, I'll be shocked. Shocked. Because they are fucking bad. Um, what else? I talked about that. Talked about that. Let's, let's get away from sports. I got a text message yesterday from faithful listener Brian. Brian. Uh, the amount of content you've provided um, has been terrific, and I can't thank you enough. The best part about Brian is, you know, the impetus for this show is pettiness. It's just being petty, right? I can be very petty. Brian takes petty and elevates it to a new level. He sends me a picture of uh, the Lowe's parking lot somewhere. And there are four vehicles. All four vehicles have kayaks on them. And he says in his text, quote, gripe. People who meet in public to go somewhere where they could just meet at the final destination. Was it necessary for a caravan of kayaks to meet at Lowe's this morning before heading to the river? <laughs> like... How absurdly petty is that? Oh, it's wonderful. It is honestly so petty. And he's like, I was so annoyed this morning. I had to take a photo and send it to you. Beautiful. Like, honestly, thank you so much, Brian. I love these. And for everybody else, be petty. Be petty with with uh, dumb shit that other people are doing because it's glorious. How dare you, kayakers, meet at a central location in order to go to the river before paddling up and down stream. Oh, it was great. I got such a kick out of that. Honestly, I, I had to tell myself 
Uh, don't forget to mention Brian's tweet. Because it's just, it's so good. Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine thinking while you're at Lowe's, like, what the fuck are these, these fucking people are taking up four fucking parking spaces. There's only 8,000 more parking spaces at this Lowe's, but I wanted one of those four. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much, Brian. Um, I had to go to the grocery store uh, yesterday because I was going to make uh, a little steak stir fry. I didn't end up making it because I felt like crap, but I'll probably make it tonight. I needed to go to the grocery store to pick up some honey. It was out of honey. Needed honey for the recipe. While I'm there, I notice a gentleman with a shopping cart. In the shopping cart, eight bottles of Diet Coke, eight bottles of Diet Dr. Pepper, um, ten bags of Utz chips, and uh, it was something else. I can't remember what the other thing was. But we kind of like bumped into each other. And I just, I was like, oh boy, have, having a big party? <laughs> nope, just got to stock up. I'm like, oh boy, all right, well. Bulk shoppers, huh? Kind of odd, bulk shoppers. I don't understand the need to have eight or 16 bottles of, of soda in your home at any one time. I mean, are you preparing for something that you're not sharing with the rest of us? That you need to hoard that kind of material? Like, you can go to the grocery store at any time now. It's not like it was before, where it was a little tricky. A little tricky. I don't know. I just found that a little odd. I don't really know why, but it just kind of struck me as weird. Okay, I wanted to talk about football today. Um, I have I've made it pretty clear that I really think that this whole thing is going to implode for a number of different reasons. Um, one, I just don't think this is uh, I, I don't think it's sustainable. I mean, we've seen what happened with with the Marlins and how half the team, uh, decided that going to a strip club uh, was the best course of action. And sure enough, half the team ended up with the Rona. So, um, but again, the downside of starting a podcast in the middle of a pandemic is there isn't really much else to talk about aside from the actual pandemic, which is boring as fuck. Quite frankly, I hate it, but it is what it is. What can you do? So, with regards to football, all the close quarters, I think you're going to have a lot of people catching it. You had Bruce Arians the other day, uh, the coach for the Buccaneers, saying, yeah, my guys are going to get sick. It's just a matter of how how badly they're going to get sick. Wow, geez. Thanks, coach. Yeah, let's go win one for the Gipper, who doesn't seem to give a fuck about my health. And again, it's football, so it's implied. Anyway. Um, six Patriots have opted out. 
for a variety of concerns, most likely associated with the Rona. Of course, Marcus Cannon had cancer, so he probably should. Makes perfect sense. Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, Brandon Bolden, Danny Vitale, Najee Torin. You've heard these names already, blah, 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 blah. But I'll start with Torin because, honestly, I think it's awesome. Here's a guy. He was a practice squad guy last year. Would have been competing for a roster spot anyway in a normal year. Um, I mean, the Patriots line has forever been one of these things that is constantly in flux. So guys that are further down the depth chart, nine times out of ten, end up you know, serving some sort of role at one point or another. Um, he opts to take the $150,000 payout to stay away from this mess and then come back next year and try again. He's only 24, so it's not like he's an older guy. So plenty of time. Uh, I'm just going to sit out the year. Um, hopefully takes care of himself so that when next year does roll around, he's ready and can compete. Uh, he's taking a pay cut. Of course, I mean, 150, his his contract had he made the team would have been 675,000. So half a million dollar pay cut, basically, if he had earned a roster spot. But he's essentially making about the same as if he spent the entire season on the practice squad anyway. So he stays away, doesn't have to deal with, um, you know, the pressure of making the club, which sounds stupid, the pressure of making the club. I mean, that's. That's what you're in it for. Um, but won't have to deal with it while he stays home. Honestly, I think it's pretty shrewd. Shrewd move, if you ask me. So good on him. Nicely done. Najee Torrent. Never even heard you. I mean, I knew you were on the squad. I seen your name. But, you know, that's about it. What can you do? Uh, now, for the others. And I heard this opinion the other day that you know, something like this was inevitable given the team's penchant for smart, mature, responsible players. And actually, I think that's somewhat accurate. And there's nothing really wrong with that take. But these have to be, I think they have to be looked at individually as opposed to as a whole. Hightower and Chung bailing out are clearly the two biggest. And, and, and these guys are just doing it because they don't like the situation, which makes, again, makes perfect sense. It makes perfect fucking sense. Why on earth would these two guys who have been in the league for years, made good money, won rings, want to deal with all these unknowns? From how the league will handle positive cases to uh, teammates who may or may not agree with how this progresses. Or if they're going to get sick slash get their family sick, it's okay. I don't begrudge these guys uh, uh, for making these decisions. I really don't. I think as a fan, it kind of sucks because, you know, you like these guys, you like the way they play, you know they're going to contribute. So it sucks that they're gone. Hightower especially. I mean, he was essentially, as people will say, and you'll hear this many times, the, quote, quarterback of the defense, end quote. Then you have the stupid idiots who are like, oh, now you lost the, the actual quarterback and the quarterback of the defense. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Fucking, it's so, so blah, 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 stupid. Anyways, but the takes that have really fired me up are uh, those that are saying Belichick has, some, has somehow encouraged this to tank for fucking Tre Trevor Lawrence or some other fucking draft pick, or that these guys have less left because Tom Brady left. 
Blah. Get the fuck out of here. Let's start with the first. Because that one is the easiest to answer. Bill Belichick will never, ever, ever. Let me add another one. Ever fucking tank a season. Ever. Ever. At this stage of his career, he has 304 wins total. Regular season playoffs, 304. He is 43 wins behind Don Shula. And I would imagine his goal is to be the winningest coach of all time. Seems rather uh, reasonable, rational, yeah. Uh, He's 68 years old. Can probably coach another four to five years. So why the fuck would he tank when he could win between nine and 12 games? No fucking way. Jeff, no fucking way. It literally goes against everything that this guy has said, done, over the course of his coaching career. Even when when he was in Cleveland and they sucked, he wasn't tanking. Granted, it was a different time, different era. But still. when, When Brady got hurt... And they had to bring in Matt Castle. Matt Castle was the fucking backup. Matt fucking Castle. The kid who didn't throw a single pass in fucking college. Is somehow an NFL backup. And Belichick wins 11 games with this bum. Didn't make the playoffs. In the weirdest fucking twist of irony ever. The only 11 win team. Well, I think there's two now. But the only 11, 11 win team to not make the playoffs. Uh... I mean, he could have tanked that year, yeah. Granted, there you know, a lot more talent on that team, but still. What was it? Second quarter of that of the opener against the Chiefs, he gets hurt. Brady gets hurt. He didn't tank. I mean, if there was ever going to be a season to tank, that was the one, right? But he didn't. He won eleven games. With a fucking Scribini quarterback. Now, does this mean that they will win 12 games this year? No. But he's not going to go fucking 3-13 and 13 just to possibly have the chance to draft a guy. No way. Even if he did tank, which he's not, he would end up trading down, get more picks, and draft a fucking left tackle at 22 or some bullshit. The other take is just as insufferable. That because Tom Brady left, these guys bailed because they won't win a Super Bowl. Really? Really? So what was last season? It was fairly obvious that Brady wasn't all in on the season anyway. And it got progressively more obvious as the season progressed. I just said progress twice in the same sentence. Did they all bail out then? No. Is that why Tennessee beat them in the playoffs, or was it just because they weren't that good? 
do these guys not have minds of their own or do they just blindly follow Tom Brady and do his bidding? Why the fuck did I just ask six questions in a row? Fuck. God, I hate when I do that. But look, anyways, fucking stop. Um, local scribe Tom E. Curran wrote about this yesterday. He was on Dan Patrick afterwards to talk about it. And basically said, well, you know, Dan Patrick asked him, he's like, if, if Tom Brady was still there, do you think these guys would, would have opted out? And, and Tom said no, which it's a fucking stupid answer. One, Marcus Cannon would have opted out regardless. So that's one right off the top. There's your starting right tackle gone. Because, again, the kid had fucking cancer. He's not going to stick around and deal with this bullshit. No, see you later. Gone. Now, look, could you have had, instead of six, maybe like four? Maybe. It's entirely possible. But I think Hightower and Chung were gone regardless. And it's not, it, do, it wouldn't surprise me if there were more, because we've got another week or so before. Actually, no, I think it's Monday is the deadline. I think. What's today? Today's the 30th, so I think it's, I think it's the 3rd. So they got four more days. What's today? Thursday. Wow. I am fucking whew, out to lunch today, huh? Woo. Um, but yeah, and, and he he said no. He didn't he didn't think that they would opt out, which one, it's a fucking it's a careless take. Horribly careless, because you don't know. You really don't know. And shortly thereafter, Patrick Chung called him out for it on Twitter. And, of course, Tom Curran turtled and offered an apology. And good on Chung, because it's a horrifically dumb take. The sad part is that Curran is not alone. There were guys on the Sports Hub the last couple days saying the same thing. And now I'm certain that there's a segment of Patriots fans who feel the same. So the most obnoxious fan base in sports is going to have, to, is going to have this take simply because they can't get over the fact that Tom Brady left which is a sad and pathetic fact. And I say the most obnoxious fan base in sports, and I'm included in them, but it's, it's a fact. Patriots fans are fucking insufferable. The, down, the, the, the sad thing is that a lot of them, and I, I hate saying this because I sound like a fucking crabby old prick, even though I am a crabby old prick. Uh, they don't remember how truly, truly awful it was to be a Patriots fan uh, in the 80s. So much so, I wasn't. Uh, I grew up a Cowboys fan. I still am a Cowboys fan. I'm a Patriots fan, and I'm a Cowboys fan. It's possible. You can have both. It's okay. It's fine. But... You know, I just happen to be a member of the two most insufferable fan bases on the planet. One, you know, we've won constantly, so now we feel that we're entitled to winning all the time. The other is, you know, <laughs> Cowboys fans, which, good grief. Just terrible. But it is a... 
it's a sad state of affairs. And the way that the NFL is handling this, I, you know, I, I don't begrudge them a ton because I, I think they sat on their hands for, they did sit, they sat on their hands for too long, but they sat on their hands because they didn't know how this was going to play out. So I can't hate them for it. Um, I Although I can't hate them for waiting till literally the last minute to come up with an agreement with the Players Association to figure this thing out and how they're going to handle it. Like I mentioned on Monday's show was that they just didn't know what was going on and you had two teams that were reporting that day. What can you do? You needed to fuck. I am wow. Whew. What the fuck? Jesus. Terrible. Maybe I do have the Rona. Or maybe I'm just my big thing is my brain is moving way too fast for my mouth. It just can't keep up. It's been like that my whole life. So stuttering and not stuttering, but stumbling in my speech is a common problem for me. So recording it for the world is a good idea, right? Right? Huh? Fucking dumb dumb. Jesus. Now I've now I've lost my place. Oh. Waiting to the last minute to straighten this shit out was a terrible idea. They had plenty of time. They could have taken it slowly. They could have talked to the players and figured it out, mapped it out. Okay, we're going to talk about this this week. We're going to talk about this next week. Stupid. Meanwhile, on the flip side, the NHL, who is usually the dumbest of the bunch, had their fucking shit together months ago. Months ago. And now they're going to come back. And honestly, they they could of of all the games that all the sports that come back, the NHL could be the breast 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 presentation, best presentation of the bunch. However, they missed a an obvious and just painful opportunity. As my three listeners are well aware, I'm a wannabe ad man. And seeing the the seat coverings at the two NHL stadiums not having advertising on them uh, hurt me deeply. There are four league sponsors on Center Ice. Those four league sponsors could have spent more money to be presented um, on the seat coverings. Or, you want to build some PR, I mean, you could have, could have donated that space to charity. You know, you could have had a charitable fund drive. Like the NHL, boy, wow. Fucking A, huh? I... How does somebody not hire a brilliant marketing mind like myself? If you're in marketing and you have stumbled upon this show accidentally, please let me work for you and and make you money because my head is just swimming in beautiful marketing ideas. 
the NHL could have started or they could have used an existing um, charity that they already have and fucking advertise the fuck out of it. Oh, man, is that a missed opportunity, huh? Holy shit. Oh, that is so bad. God, see, now I... The NHL's stupid. Ooh. Sorry about that. The NHL's stupid. Fuck. I would hope that there's somebody in that building who thought of this and that they just simply decided against it. But it's still a fucking terrible idea. Those are blank canvases, and they're just letting them go. Oh, it's a shame. Oh, I'm so fucking angry. God. I need to relax. Good grief. I had another thing I wanted to talk about. Why and how... Do people get weird as they get older? More of a... I don't know. It, it's a... I don't know. I just thought of that the other day as I encountered a an acquaintance who, um, you know, via the social media has turned into a crazy person. Um, can't entirely figure out why, but, uh, yeah, it was just weird. I don't know. And I immediately thought of that. But you think about it, people that you know, for the most, not for the most part, that's, that's unfair. Time is a weird concept. And time does funny things to a lot of people. Some people can't seem to handle time very well. Which sort of ties into change. How people can't deal with change very well. Had a conversation about that the other day that was interesting. But what can you do? It's a funny concept time. Um, it constantly fucks with you. That's the one. Time is a constant. It constantly fucks with you. Yeah. Interesting. I really didn't have much more beyond that. Other than it just something that crossed my mind. So why is it that people get fucking progressively strange as they age? Is it wisdom somehow where they their wisdom is warped as they get older? It's where, you know, you obviously know more in your advanced age than you did in your youth. Does it just start to jumble up in your brain? I wonder if that's it. What if you literally can know too much at some point? Some people's brains simply can't handle a vast amount of information as they get older, and they just start to go bananas. Man, odd. Hmm. Very deep thought, huh? Not quite Jack Handy deep, but... Yeah, not... Nah, actually, not deep at all. What am I saying? Uh, this is definitely... A short episode. Um, I was not nearly as prepared today as I was on Monday. Monday I was feeling okay. Ramping through it. Going boom, boom, boom. Had a great script. Everything was fantastic. 
I outlined the football take today, and I think I did pretty well. Uh, I really didn't want to talk about football, but then when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I kind of do. Kind of, you know, I don't want to make this a sports, entirely sports-centric podcast. Um, just sort of ends up that way, as I've said before. I don't know too much. I like to think that I know sports a little bit, at least enough to talk about it. Um, again, as I say every week, I really hope that, you know, all of this shit fucking clears up and passes and we can turn this into some semblance of conversations between people as opposed to just me yapping into a microphone for a half hour a couple times a week. Just boring. Horribly boring. Mainly because I think I'm much more entertaining and witty when I have someone to bounce things off of and can tell people how dumb they are. Because I think I'm much smarter than I actually am. But, uh, yeah. Um, But, again, as usual, please, I invite you to provide content to the program in a variety of different ways. One, the Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod. Instagram, Complaints and Observations Pod. The website, ComplaintsAndObservations.com. The email address, showmail at ComplaintsAndObservations.com. Well, it's too long. Fuck off. Learn to type. Problem solved. Uh, If you have my phone number, you can send me a text message. You can give me a call if you want. I'll talk on the phone. I have zero qualms about phone conversations. Some people don't like doing it. I don't mind. Don't mind at all. If you happen to be in marketing and are hiring, let me know. Give me a call. Um, what else? Well, that's it. Um, yeah, listen. Enjoy your weekend. Don't do anything stupid. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta. Um, I am without speech. I am speechless.